Hi. Hi. I'm Kristen. I'm Alex. And you're listening to Eve for Effort. I don't know why. I mean, of course you do, because we're the best. Just kidding. We're glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. Thank you so much for coming back. We're glad we're here, too, so <laughs> thanks. glad we're here. By the grace of God. Alex so, celebrated ooh. her birthday. We made it. Big we survived. We did. Our liver survived, more likely. Barely. Oh, man, it was rough. It, it was, was like really Easter rough. weekend, too, so you had to be, like, up and at him the very next day. Definitely. Yeah, it was rough. It was. Um, I will say, obviously, you can hear Shadow chomping in the background. Um, I got him this hardened cheese chew toy. I don't really know, but we basically had to bribe Shadow to be quiet today because he is not having it he just needs a lot of attention yeah he's he's really Papa trying Medi probably gave him a lot of attention and now he's mad that mama isn't giving him attention he definitely did they had a bros afternoon and then maddie had to leave to cook for a big fundraising event and uh he got stuck with me and he and was shadows pissed you know i'm just not as fun sometimes i mean we all love chef maddie so you know we all do we all do it's great so any exciting news that you want to share with the class? No. No? To nothing? To be honest, I saw Ladybird. That was great. Really? Yeah. Tia wants to see it really bad. What do you think? Uh, I'm obsessed with it. I think it's my favorite movie. Really? Yeah. I um I had a really long week of work um, that extended into the weekend, and it was really great and really fun, but very exhausting. Yeah. And um, my mom had watched Shadow over the weekend while I was gone, so um, when I picked him up, she was like, do you just like want to sit and watch Lady Bird? And I was like, yeah, I kind of do. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so we had this nice mama-daughter movie night. And um, Lady Bird is about mothers and daughters, so it was very apropos. But, um, but I loved it. That's nice. My mom did the opposite and totally low-key called me out on National Siblings Day and, like, posted this, like, post about that I had posted, like, four years ago. It was a four-year-old post. My mom posts this thing, and she's like, I miss when my babies were babies, and they shared their lives with me, and I was with them all the time, and I'm so happy that they've turned into adults. And I was like, Mom, I literally, I call you, I call my mom four times a week. I don't know how much more of my life I could share with her. Like, she is, I mean, it's like, what do you want from me, you know? Listen, she gave birth to you. I know she gave birth to me, and I know she misses me, and I miss her. But, like, don't call me out on National Siblings Day. I mean, did she call Austin out too? I she's calling us both out. See, you she's know, just saying at least we you're grew not up. alone. She's just saying we grew up, and she's like, you know, kind of bummed because we used to be her babies, and we were home all the time, and you know, we had dinners together. My family was big, like every night, come home from school. Like my dad was home by five thirty. Mama cooked dinner. Like we all, we always had to eat dinner around the table, which was so annoying. Like when I was a kid, but now I appreciate it because when I was a kid, it was annoying because all my friends like would hang out or whatever, and I was like, oh, I have to be home for dinner time. You know, like, we ate dinner around the table, like, we talked, like, we didn't have cell phones, like, it was very much, like, family time. Right, right. And then afterwards, we would either go spend time with our friends, or we would, like, you know, watch TV together, and it was, like, we'd pray together every night, like, we had a lot, we spent a lot of time as a family, and I think my mom just probably misses that, which I I get. I understand that. I get it. I'll be completely honest, I miss that a lot about my family. We, um... We went through a lot of changes this past year, and I um, sometimes realize um, it comes out in weird ways that I miss it more than I even like realize. Yeah, or for even sure. know, or it's bothering me in ways that I don't realize that it is. Yeah, or so. it's like coming out in other things, and you're like, oh no, this is just because I miss my family. Yeah, like, so I'm being 
bitter about X, Y, or Z. Exactly. My dad was in town. He um, he took me to breakfast for my birthday. Like, surprisingly, he was in town for something else and just kind of worked out. And um, when I was, like, hugging him goodbye, it, was, it, it didn't really occur to me how sad I was that he had moved away. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like, sometimes you just need your dad. I don't know. But, no, I dig um, it. Yeah. Anyways. Family. They're That's Kristen and Alex's sad corner of the day. I'm sorry. We were, we were watching The Office earlier, so I don't know why we're so sad. We still have it on in the background, actually. We do still have it on in the background, but I don't get to be facing it. Hmm, that's interesting. I'm currently watching Dwight and Toby do weird things. So They're trying to fun. see if uh, Daryl's lying about being sick. Right? Oh, you're right. Because he claimed, like, workers' comp or something. We're, th- this podcast is just going to turn into us telling you the Office episodes. I mean, honestly. Honestly, though, I wouldn't be mad about it. That would be the best podcast ever, and we should work on just, that. Just, like, two people re-watching The Office. Listen, oh, could you imagine? I kind of love it. Oh, my gosh. Alex, my legs are so sore. Oh, yeah. Will you massage them for me? I won't. I but... literally just stretched my leg out and thought of it. That's why I said it. I wasn't trying to, like, awkwardly segue. I oh, promise. my God. Kristen just wants everyone to know that she tried kickboxing. I didn't try. I've done kickboxing before, but I haven't done it in, like, a year. Because, like, I'm all about that spin life, you know? Oh, right, But right, sometimes right. you need You're a break all about from getting that base. That ba- I need, I'm trying. I'm all about trying to work that base. Ah, oh, I like it. But, I, but I'm really – but, like, I need breaks in between spin, you know? It's, it's a lot. Right. So I was like, oh, kickboxing, you know? No. The girl's idea of a cool down is five minutes of squats, y'all. That is not a cool down. That is my workout. You know I what I mean? I was going to say, that's a harder workout than I've had in like six months. Yeah, so. 100%. Not also, I'm notorious for wanting a nice like J-Lo booty, but like not being willing to do squats, you oh, know? Oh, agreed. Squats totally agreed. Do you know what, though? I hate my arms more than anything these days. Really? Yeah, I have to fit into a gala dress next week, and um, all I've noticed is really how unflattering most dresses are on your arms for arms i just think the thing with arms that's frustrating is like you can be skinny and not like the way your arms look like it's like either you have either you work hard and have nice toned arms or you're naturally given toned arms which is not fair at all right or you hate the way your arms look like it doesn't matter how big you are or how small you are you know what i mean Mm-hmm. i completely agree i yeah my arms i can't with I mean, I'm pretty happy, like, with myself as a whole, but if I start picking stuff out, then I get bitter. My God. My nail beds suck. Oh, my God. I have bad breath in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll always segue with a Mean Girls quote. A hundred and ten. Have you seen that it's opened on Broadway? I did. I've been watching... Okay. I've been watching um, Champions, that Mindy Kaling's new show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the boy, I'm completely forgetting his name. I think it's Michael that is um, playing her son in it. Uh, Hassan Minaj is the guest star in this last episode. I love him. I, oh, so much. So good. And um, he is, he plays Michael's uncle and he takes him to see Mean Girls on Broadway. Oh my God. And it's pretty hilarious. Oh, I would, I would die to see Mean Girls on Broadway. I bet it's great. Oh, my God. Especially if, like, Tina Fey came out, I would die. Yeah, I would, I would also die. I Well, I wonder if it's anything... Because, like, I feel like Legally Blonde translated really well onto Broadway. Um, The only thing I know about that is that, like, oh, my God, oh, my, my God, God, you guys. guys. Yeah. No, yeah. it's... I I mean, I I saw it in uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I thought it was pretty good, so... That's pretty awesome. I mean... 
Oklahoma theater is probably pretty hard to beat. Actually, because of OCU, I mean, the theater oh, scene there is actually, actually pretty really decent. Is. Yeah. I mean, it's not Broadway, but a lot of people from there go to Broadway. Whoa. I know. Like, not to brag, but I went to school with one of the guys in uh, Aladdin right now. Whoa. I know it's pretty pretty big deal. Pretty big. I mean, I'm pretty pretty popular and famous, so wow. you should probably you should probably want to be my friend more. I mean, I don't, but oh, that's I feel like we're pretty good friends as it is. I like we are. We've we're literally at. spent like all day together. I'm just kidding. We could always we spent, be better friends, but we have spent all day together. We have. And we've yep. spent, actually, I feel like a lot of time together. Like last time when we recorded, we hadn't seen each other in like four years. I agree. Now we've seen each other like plenty. Now we're just like BFFing all over the place. Just making her body all jelly. All the world. I Every know. time I hear that phrase, I think of the Cheetah Girl song. Oh. And go all around the world, and all around the world. I don't, I don't I know how it. it goes. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, Raven Simone. Love her. So good. Love her. Um, shoot, there was something I was just going to ask you, and I can't for the life of me recall what it was. So, JK. Is it how I got this beautiful? Because the answer is I don't know. I think it's just mostly genetics. It probably was, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was probably it. So thank you for answering that question. Anytime, sugar. Cool. Cool, cool. Okay, so do we remember whose goes first? Um, I think I went first last time. Yeah. I definitely did. So I think you go first. What are you going to teach me about? Okay. So recently. Oh, no. Um, you know the story already. You guys know Kristen and I work together. And oh we will God. probably never admit where. Oh, my God. Not admit as so much. Disclose. Yeah, exactly. So um, at lunch the other day, we're sitting around a lunch table having a very casual conversation about, you know, Cool things from like our childhood, maybe, or like our teen years. I actually don't fully remember how it got started. All I know is that. um, Oh, it got started because I didn't know some popular song. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't remember. And I don't remember. Oh, it was that North Carolina song. It was like, North Carolina, come on a race. You know what I'm talking about. You got it. Yeah, yeah. they get it. They um, don't get it. They Kristen don't didn't. Kristen had no idea I literally, literally never heard about. that song. Can we please do an actual Twitter poll this time that's like, have you ever heard of this song? Because I think it sounds made up. Listen, shout out to all of you that told me that that Big Sean song was real. Yeah. Because it was. Okay, but still, though, I, I'm not... Fine. I'm not buying this. I'm not buying the whole, like, everyone should know this song. Because, like, I didn't know it, and I was pretty cool, so. So, regardless, as this conversation continued, we quickly discovered that Kristen did not know what Total Request Live was, i.e. TRL. Okay, but mom, my mom listens to this. Back me up. Was I or was I not allowed to watch MTV? Like, MTV was, like, parent-blocked. On our television, I know, because I tried to talk my babysitter into me watching it and lying, and she was like, oh, it's blocked. Like, I couldn't even turn on MTV in my house. Okay, that's, like, cool and all, except that the show ended in 2008, and I feel as though... Why would I care then? Like... Oh, you just stopped liking music at that moment? Because I never started watching MTV because I wasn't allowed to, I just, like, never got into MTV. That, like, wasn't my jam. Okay. Fine, 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 fine. My parents really actually didn't let me watch a whole lot of MTV either. I just am a couple years older than Kristen, so this hit right in the sweet spot of my, like, the timeline. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. 
so let me just educate you about please do. I'm so one fascinating. Of I'm so the fascinated. hottest shows of my childhood. Oh my god. My actually more like my teen years, which I you're, guess is still my childhood. You're young, chi- you're like young childhood. My youth. Your youth. Right. There it is. Young which childhood. Is that's for gone that. and dead now that I'm thirty. <laughs> All right. Total Request Live, also known as TRL. Jesus right. Christ. It was a television show on MTV. Oh, first off, my source is basically just Wikipedia. Me too. <laughs> Wikipedia and my own knowledge. Yep. All right. So, yes, TRL was a television show on MTV that ranked and counted down popular music videos as voted on by fans. There were 10 of them, 10 per episode. Um, and they ranked, like, or they ranged, sometimes they would show you, like, 10 seconds of a music video, and sometimes they would show you, like, you know, a full two minutes. Yeah, so you don't even get to see the whole video. What's the point? It's not the point of the show, okay? Oh, my God. It's not the so point. dumb. It targeted a teen demographic and often featured celebrities. I can't tell you how many times, like... Justin Timberlake being on TRL dictated like my like, entire made up your week. weekend. Honestly, um, okay. So it was a forty-five minute show, okay. and it ran Monday through Thursday. Forty-five minutes. Oh yeah. To show you ten-second clips. They of had 10 interviews. Songs. They would talk to people. They oh, would play like, games in the audience. It was what? awesome. Okay. Okay. Um, the original series ran from September fourteenth, nineteen ninety-eight, to November sixteenth, two thousand eight. Um, and the original VJs, video DJs. Oh my gosh. Uh huh. Was not only, or none other rather than Carson Daly. Okay, which also I would like to point out, Kristen had no idea where he came from besides yeah. The Voice. I, I don't even know him from The Voice. I don't watch The Voice. I okay. just know that name, but I didn't know, like, I don't know. So I don't know what to say to that. Really. <laughs> like, what do you want from me? I didn't watch this show. So, Carson Daly was the OG. Then there was Damian Fahey. Then Hillary Burton, who you might know from One Tree Hill. She played P. Sawyer. Didn't watch One Tree Hill either. Okay. Then Vanessa Manillo, who is now Vanessa Lachey. Lucky lady. Yeah, married that one and only Nick, Nick Lachey. Lachey. Did from they meet on degrees. TRL? They actually did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. Asshole. No, pretty funny. Um, I don't know if that's, like, where they fell in love, but she used to have to interview him because, you know, he was a heartthrob and she was a VJ, all that. Yeah, you know, that classic tale of love. You know. Um, Lala Vasquez was another one. Lala, I think she's on, like, not Real Housewives, but, like, Wags? What I, I don't know what that is. What are you talking like about? Like wives and girlfriends of like sports. She's married to Car- Carmelo Anthony. Oh, okay, okay. Is that right? Carmelo Anthony? I don't know. I think but that's he sounds right. right. And I think I want to say that he proposed live on TRL actually. Oh my God, I'm literally throwing up in my mouth. And the last one was Lindsay Rodriguez, but I'm going to be honest, I don't remember her. Oh my God. I loved Damien. And I loved Hillary Burton. And I loved Vanessa Manillo, i.e. Vanessa Lachey actually. Okay. So basically, what about you? Didn't love Carson Daly? Doesn't of he course, ever- I loved Carson Daly, but Carson Daly was like, honestly, no offense to Carson, but he was like old. So it was like, <laughs> well, yeah, because um, you were like ten, and right. he was like twenty-five. And I was like, mm, okay, like you're cool, but like in like an older brother kind of way, not like yeah, a, I like an uncle, like right. you know, like your cool uncle, right? Right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, I dig it. I dig it. So anyways, so crazy fanatics would call in to vote for music videos like. Genie in a Bottle. Yes. Or Liquid Dreams by O-Town. Oh, we just talked about how underrated O-Town was Listen, today. I loved O-Town. I do too. No, I dig it. Okay. Um, and then 
Sometimes they would do live performances in studio. <gasps> oh my gosh. And sometimes they would 10 do... seconds of them? No, full performance. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes they would do live performances in Times Square, which was really cool. And I remember this because I distinctly remember Britney Spears performing um, the, uh, I think it's Me Against the Music, the song with Madonna. Yeah. She performs that live in Times Square. Okay. All right. Um, so the idea of TRL is, uh, started as MTV Live in 1997, and, t- and that was something that was filmed in Times Square. Uh, it had more than 750,000 viewers. Then they also had a show called Total Request that Carson Daly hosted. Oh. Um, so that was in an empty, dim-lit set. <laughs> oh it was, like, very 90s, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, no, I dig it. Um, and eventually, the two merged. <gasps> they had a baby? Right, and it became one of the most interactive shows in MTV history. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Sounds groundbreaking. It was awesome. Tell me more. So then... Uh, Daily began abbreviating Total Request Live when they switched to the new format. He requ- he abbreviated that to TRL, and it took off. Um, OG performers were, or guests, I guess, were Hanson, Aaliyah, Eminem, the Backstreet Boys, and Korn. Now, you know Hanson was my first ever cassette. I think probably my first and only cassette I ever owned. Really? Mm-hmm. It was Mbop. Oh, and I'm pretty sense. sure I didn't actually get it. Like, I'm pretty sure my cousin, like, gave it to me. Really? Yeah. That's kind of Because I feel like cassettes was, like, right after us. Like, we just missed cassettes. We did just miss cassettes. Only, I will say, I had a sweet tape player that I would listen to the Lion King soundtrack on. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, in fall of 1999, uh, a live audience was added to the show, which was kind of cool. So, Wait, fans so, got to come in and, you know. So, it was Total Request Live without a live audience? Yeah. The live part was that you would call in and the show was live. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And then TRL celebrated 1,000 episodes on October 23rd, 2002, and the number one video of the day was Dirty by Christina Aguilera. Yes! Yes! And then 2003 marked the next generation without Carson. So that's when he officially left the show. Wow, that's a pretty long time. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty awesome. He left to do his late night show, and I don't know what that's called. Oh. It's the one that comes after Seth Meyers' show. The late, late, late? No. There's like the late, late show and then like the... Last Call. Last I think call. it's Last Call. Yeah. Shout out Carson Daly. Sorry I didn't follow your career more closely. <laughs> Clearly she's distraught. Right. But you can also see him on The Voice. So yeah, like so he's, we don't feel he's that doing yeah, fine. He's doing fine. Yeah. I think he's he also need, on The Today Show. He doesn't need our tiny little podcast to shout him out. I he always gets see it. him with the dog on The Today Show. I don't know why. Like, they have the cute, like, lab that they're training or retriever that they're training. Anyways. Right. Anyways. Sure. We're, I would like to point out, we're sober for this. We are so sober. That's a partially why... Probably this is going to be the, like, most clean um, and also, like, the quickest episode. Right. Um, okay. So, in 2005, they cracked down on voting, <gasps> TV does, right? Oh, no. what they do? So, I feel like this was probably, like, the demise or the, the end of, yeah. the beginning of the end. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. It's on the horizon. Um, right. So, all of a sudden, then, you used to be able to vote online, and you could vote as many times as you wanted. So, then MTV was like, no, 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 you have to be registered at MTV.com in order to vote. Gotta get those emails. Right. And then, they changed it so you could only vote once a day. Well, I mean, that makes sense. It does, but, like, you know. So, then... 
July of 20... I'm sorry, July of 2006, dial MTV went away. So then you couldn't even call in anymore, which makes also sense because who was really making phone calls past 2006? <laughs> I mean, basically, I mean, you I were mean, on AIM. Had, yeah, text had You were texting. Or like there was like, I feel like there was that 2006 was right around that time when like online messaging through websites directly like you know like you would go on to like disney channel and like yeah you could like request stuff like the online through like you didn't have to have aim or email or anything right and you would like then go post in your zanga yeah and you had like like voted on and like Carol. neopets had their own inbox oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god all of that then on november 16th 2008 they aired a three hour finale episode and the last video to be played ever guess what it was something by justin timberlake mm, close in sync? No, farther away. I give up. What? Brittany? Yeah, baby, one more time. Yes! Mm-hmm. That's kind of ironic to be your last one. I know, isn't that weird? You think that's why they did that? I don't know. That's funny. I don't, I don't know what they do. So, me, baby, one more time. the top 10 most iconic videos of TRL. Yes, tell me. Uh, number one happened in 1998. Britney Spears, baby, one more time. Yeah. Should have done this backwards so that we started with number 10. Yeah. It's Start okay. Now. It's all right. It's fine. Wait, um, it's fine. Number two was in 2000, Eminem, Real Slim Shady. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I loved Eminem. Number three, 99, Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way. I want it If you didn't like that song, you were lying to yourself. Yeah, 100%. Even like, I was an instinct girl. Exactly. And I jammed out to Backstreet Boys. It's fine. Same. It's fine. Same, same. Um, there's actually a video online somewhere of me and two girls singing that song acoustic. Um, it's a real life thing, and I'm. I hope no one finds that. I'll find it. Um, 2002, Dirty, Christina Aguilera. Okay. 1999, Beyonce. Oh, I'm sorry. 1999, Kid Rock. Can't even pronounce what? it. What? Bowed. I can't pronounce oh, it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kid Rock. I don't know. Um, but kudos. 2003 was number seven, and that's Beyonce featuring Jay-Z, Crazy in Love. Yeah, that's a good one. Number eight, 2004, Usher featuring Ludacris and Lil Jon. Yeah! Yeah, yeah! Oh my gosh, guys. Yeah is still my jam. It's literally my mom's favorite song. I've heard that song probably a hundred thousand times, and I still to this day, when it comes on, if I'm in the club, if I'm at a wedding, if I'm just in my car, I turn it all the way up and I lose my shit. Obviously. It is so good. Agreed. Uh, number nine is 1999, Blink-182, What's My Age Again? Oh, I love Blink. I love Blink-182 as That's well. That's probably actually where I first learned about them. Did you see their murderinos? No way! Yeah, so the lead, one of the singers slash bassists, is that right? Mark I don't Hoppus. know. Um, he was like tweeting something like, just got done with the meeting, like just dropped my, just like dropped my kid off, went to a meeting, and now I'm sitting in my car listening to the new My Favorite Murder, like ah! life is good. And I was like... <gasps> Number 10 was in 2003, Outcast, Hey Ya. Hey Dude, Outcast, Hey Ya was like mind-blowing to me when it came out. Like, I loved it. Um, I totally agree. Um, I will say, okay, so my only other things I really want to talk about, I'm going to title this segment, um, or this part of my segment, rather. This is a corner I'd like to call Alex Remembers, because it's really just my personal knowledge of things that I remember. No, I love it. From TRL. And they're short. 
Um, but once I called, I think it was seventh grade for me, I called all of my friends to vote or to ask them to vote for an Oaktown music video. You and were a little telemarketer. Joking. I freaking loved Ashley Angel, and I wanted O-Town to be number one so badly. Was it number one? I don't think so. <laughs> I think they were probably not even in the top ten. But it's okay. They tried. Um, also, I remember uh, being introduced to artists like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Which always, like, expanded my horizons. Still really wasn't a fan, but it yeah. was, like, I think that actually is kind of what helped to make me more rounded. As a more musical well-rounded. person. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. I also discovered Red Hot Chili Peppers via TRL. Really? Mm-hmm. That's DA's favorite band of all time. Nice. Trivia fact about my husband, he would literally give his kidney to, like, the lead singer of that band if he needed a kidney. Wow. And I'm like, no, you wouldn't. Those are half my kidneys now. Oh, my gosh. Legally, I think. That's how that works. That's definitely how that works. Um, I also remember Lindsay Lohan going on, and it was post her breakup with Wilder, Wilmer Valderrama. I was going to say, like, what What are we talking Lindsay Lohan? Like, is this post Mean Girls? Yeah. Is this blonde Lindsay Lohan? Is no. she still red? She's still red. Okay. Um, but she wears this shirt that says, you were never my boyfriend. And it was supposed to be, like, a message to oh, Wilmer. Ooh, tell him, Lindsay. And I was just like, this is hilarious, and I love it, and I want to know way more drama. But also, I don't care. Um, and then the last thing is I remember My Chemical Romance was this emo band. Yes, My Chemical Romance. Like, I can't even tell you how obsessed I was with them my freshman year of high school, yep. sophomore year of high school. I think we all were. It's all right. So they had this original, uh, they had their first, like, debut CD, and then they came out with, uh, gosh, what is it? Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge? Mm-hmm. Is that the name of the album? I think so. And that is the album that Helena is on. The single, and I can't tell you how angry I was when I saw that on TRL because at that time I was going through my like emo phase where everything was so underground and I felt so cool for like liking yeah. it before everyone else did. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, like Helena became this mainstream song, and I was like, "Why are you sharing my secret with everyone? Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I can just know Helena. God. Oh my god! HD yeah. Alex. Anyways, in 2014, TRL was revived. And frankly, I'm too old to care. So I didn't need any information on that. But but if you have information, tell send us an email and let us know what right. you remember. Right. Um, please tell me your favorite moments on TRL. I'm please sure I'm do. missing a lot. I just was more confused than anything that Kristen didn't know what TRL was. So. I just like, I it, it's one of those things where like I wasn't allowed to watch it. So I never got into it. So then even when I was, I wasn't like into it, you right. know, but I did like to watch. And I also like the full music videos. Like I like to watch early on like Saturday mornings when VH1 had the like the top 20 countdown oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember the most angry I've ever been in possibly my entire life was one week I was at my friend Megan's house and we were watching VH1 Countdown. And we had been watching this for like hours waiting for the number one video. Mm-hmm. And it was a week, I don't remember if it was Bye 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 or what, but like there was an NSYNC song up that had like just come out. Like the music video had just come out. And so I wanted that to be number one, obviously. Obviously, because NSYNC was like the best. And Aaron Carter's party song came out. I forgot about him. Is that the one that Shaq is in the music video for? No, no, no. That's how I beat Shaq. Oh. Not to be confused with, that's not to be confused with Aaron Carter's where it's like, 
Then we'll round the gods to come to everyone together sing it loud. I yeah. still have it on my phone. It's fine. I've forgiven Aaron Carter very clearly. Right. But he's had a tough I, go of it since he, then. So he has, but I will never forgive him because it was down to his music video for that song and in syncs for number one. And Aaron Carter was number one. And I was have that. livid. Can't have that. The most angry I've quite possibly been in my entire life. That that NSYNC was snubbed like that. Jerks. What what kind of crap is that? It's unacceptable and truthfully, it's 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 you irresponsible. Have to, like, earn your dues. Yeah, I Aaron feel like. Carter. You're really gonna try and go up against NSYNC. Backstreet Boys, your older brother can't even go yeah. up against NSYNC. Yeah. But like I love listen her. song. But I love that song. I mean that song is a good song. No, I, I really I want to go listen to it if now. Actually, to sing around. You got to come get it. What? Sing around. Okay. I loved it. Thank you so much for educating me on TRL because now I feel it's like truly. About time. I feel like I get it now. I feel like I understand. You know? Do you? No, I still don't really understand. It just sounds like a less good version of VH1's countdown thing. No, you're just no. We'll watch an old episode, and you'll get it. Okay. You'll get it. Okay. You'll get there. I'm in. Awesome. Okay. My turn. Alex is so excited for this. Literally, no one's going to be excited for this except our, like, 30 listeners in Texas. So, hey, Texas, this is for you. Shout out, Texas. Shout out, Texas. So, because I'm garbage, I decided to teach Alex this week about... (gasps) The Alamo. Can I just say, I asked if Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure would be brought up in this, and Kristen had no time for it. I don't even know what that is. I didn't get that reference at all. It's the only thing I know about the Alamo, is that he's on this road trip and he tries to find the Alamo. Well, I'm about to educate you, son. All right, tell me everything. I'm about to tell you everything. Tell me. Also, I would like to point out that I thought I wouldn't have to do a lot of research on this, um, but I was incorrect. I did actually not know a whole lot. And what I did know, I found out was lies. So, because it's like, in Texas, it's kind of like this part. In Texas, we have to take Texas history. Mm-hmm. Like every other year or something. It's crazy. But part of it is like, you learn about it in a historical sense. But also, there's like myth and like, you know, kind of, it's this real big stand where the tiny Texan army really like showed the man and fought right. for their land or whatever. And they might have lost it, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, it's this whole like story and this whole like identity that partially is uh, not true. Hmm. So it's, it's pretty interesting. So growing up in Texas, I kind of feel like... The Alamo is, like, something you just, like, know about. Like, I actually don't remember when I was first taught about it. Okay. It's just, like, you know. It's just, like, you grow up yeah, knowing like, it. Right. It's, like, there's yeah. not, like, a time in your history where, like, you it probably feel the same way about the Chicago Fire. It's, like, you just, like, yeah. you know the great Chicago Fire. Like, you just know. And just living here, you're just, like, yeah, Chicago's the greatest city of all time, of course. And right. You, just, you know that inherently. Yeah, that's that's different because Texas is actually the greatest state, and then we'll, it's fine. We'll talk about this later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like you just like learn about it ASAP. So, some history. First, we'll talk about the actual building of the Alamo. So it was founded in the 18th century as a Roman Catholic mission um, in what is now San Antonio, Texas. So if you're looking at if you're mentally imagining the state of Texas, which when West Virginia, not? you don't have to because I, I feel bad about, I still feel bad about the Mothman thing. If you don't know the Texas is a state, I, I get it, guys. I understand. But it is. If you're looking at Texas, San Antonio 
is kind of like in the middle-ish. Um, it's it's more northern than than Houston and more like it's in between Houston and Dallas and like Austin's kind of in there. I don't know. It's kind of confusing, but it's like in the middle-ish of the state. Okay. Um, and um, it was the site of the Battle of the Alamo, but we'll get there. Don't worry, we'll get there. I can't wait. Um, so it was built in 1718 by Spanish missionaries that were lurking, looking to convert Native Americans to Catholicism. So Great. they were like, oh, thank God. We Sounds can, right. Yeah, we can help all these people. They really, I mean, they really thought they were, um, you know, saving their souls. Right. Um, so they built this big, beautiful mission. Um, it was sub- It was then secularized. Um, so secularized is when you make something that is religious non-religious. Mm-hmm. So like um, when you sing Frosty the Snowman in Christmas time, like it's not a Christmas carol; it's a secular right. song. I um, so about it became secular and non-secular music in college. Yes. So well, I didn't know if our listeners knew about what secular and non-secular meant. Um, so it was secularized in 1793 and then subsequently abandoned, which is kind of a bummer. Ten years later, it became a fortress for the second flying company of... Y'all, I'm about to do some Spanish names up in here, and it's probably going to be really bad. So don't at me, bro. I know I don't have a good accent. I know I sound like a gringa. It's fine. You don't have to tell me. I just know. Um, so it became a fortress for the second flying company of San Carlos de Peras. 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 Yes. Nice. Military unit who they're probably the ones who most likely named it the Alamo. Nice. During the Texas Revolution, um, Martin Perfecto de Cos surrendered the fort to the Texas Army. Love it. So it was a Spanish stronghold and then they surrendered it to the Texas Army. And then, dun, dun, dun. The Battle of the Alamo happened. So, the Battle of the Alamo was from February 23rd to March 6th, 1836. So, it's like literally a really small window of time. Yeah, this is, it's crazy that it's such a big, okay, Well, we'll get there. It actually wasn't a big deal. It was like, it became a big deal. Anyway, um, and yeah, so it was from February 23rd to March 6th, um, 1836, and while all the the Texans at the Alamo, or at least like most of them, like 99.9% of them, ended up dying, and the Texan army like definitely for sure lost that battle, it definitely became a rallying cry, Um, and it kind of still is for the state of Texas to this day. Um, It became a rallying cry for the rest of the army and, and the state, and ultimately helped them win the war. So it like the the phrase "Remember the Alamo" was like their rallying cry when they, oh. um, you didn't you knew the phrase "Remember the Alamo"? Yeah, I didn't know it was like a rallying cry. I yeah, well, it's it because like Texas pride. No, it's because they were, it's because they were completely decimated and like it's like this like, we'll get there. Okay. Um, so um, it's legitimately the definition of lo- lose the battle, win the war. So the Texans use this rallying cry of remember the Alamo to fuel them on to continue fighting the revolution because it was a really crippling loss. And so they were like, we can't, you know, we can't let the Alamo have died in vain. Like we're going to go, we're going to win this war. And they eventually went on to win the battle of San Jacinto, which was legitimately right next to where I grew up. I went to the community college for a little bit, San Jacinto community college because it's right by, and we would go there all the time on school trips. 
Um, um, and so they won the Battle of San Jacinto, which is an interesting battle, too, because they basically crept up on the Mexican army while they were taking a nap and just, like, slaughtered them all in their sleep. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so they ultimately won the revolution. The Texan Thank army you did. taking a nap. And now we have Texas as one of our great states. So you're welcome. Thank God. Thank God for the Alamo. Thank God for all those people that were just destroyed. So. God bless those sleepy, the sleepy, sleepy, soldiers. sleepy soldiers. Sorry, guys. Um, so months before the Battle of the Alamo, the Texan army had sufficiently driven the Mexican army out of Texas. So they were like, nah, dog, this is our land. We're here. And actually, a lot of the Texan army were Mexicans choosing to live and work like in Texas. So it was kind of very like brother against brother, you know, kind of situation. Um, so roughly 100 Texans were left at the Alamo um, with some reinforcements brought in by our boys, James Bowie and William B. Travis. Um, um, I'm not going to talk about Davy Crockett that much um, because I think that's his name, right? Davy Crockett? Davy Crockett, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about him that much just because he's a real fishy character in history and he really? wasn't really... Yeah. He was kind of... I think he was kind of a con man or something. I don't know. I but that he was like part of American folklore. I didn't realize he was a real person. Davy Crockett? Yeah. I think he is. I'm... I'm sure he is. That's I don't know. Maybe like I'm confusing. What I always thought of. Maybe I'm confusing him with someone else. But James Bowie and William B. Travis were like our main bros. They were like nice. kind of in charge of the sitch. Um, was Sacagawea part of this? No. So you're thinking, thinking of, of Lewis, Lewis and, and Clark. Clark. Got it. And they are real people. Right. But Davy Crockett, I thought, was in the same category as like Paul Bunyan and. No, I'm pretty sure Davy Crockett was the guy from Tennessee. Who went, we'll look it up. I'm sure he is. I'm sh- I think that's him. You okay. know more about being Texan than I do. I mean, I do I do what I can. Really, Sorry. Shadow. Shadow's currently destroying my notes because he's looking for his bone that he... It's right there, I, I don't know. I don't know what he did. Anyway. There it is. So, um, Sam Houston, who actually, um, there's like a big statue of Sam Houston. There's Sam Houston State. Does he have a big um, mustache? I don't know, actually. That's, like, honestly what I anticipate a man with a name Sam, Sam Houston. Houston. I would I imagine. Know. Most men probably in this time period had beards and mustaches, so nice. probably. DA would have fit right in. DA would have been living his best life, honestly. Oh, okay. Poor DA. Um, so Sam Houston actually thought the fort should be abandoned because it was kind of small. Oh. And there wasn't really... They wanted to consolidate their, like, I guess, power. Mm-hmm. But Travis and Bowie were like, nah, we good. We're going to stay and chill. But, like, thanks, though. Um, and then the Mexican army, led by Santa Ana, who, like, whenever you go to the Alamo or whenever you, like, watch the Alamo movie, he's always this, like, big, mean, scary dude who's like, I'm Santa Ana. And you're like, you don't like him. And you know right away and they play the music and you're like, boo. Oh, my God. Um, I love this. I mean, it's very, like, it's not propaganda, but, like, it's very much, like, drilled into you. Like, you don't like that guy. He's a bad guy. The only movie I've ever seen about the Alamo is literally Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Do they show you Santa Ana? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, well, we'll we'll watch a real movie about it because it's pretty it's pretty fascinating stuff. Even okay. though most of it's wrong. Um so the Mexican army led by Santa Ana like basically brought the thunder down and they were like, nah dog, we're not gonna have you and your hundred bros like sitting here running this Alamo. Like we're gonna take this place. And um he brought roughly 1,500 troops to march on the Alamo in February 1836. Now, there's probably estimated somewhere around, like, somewhere around 180 to 200 people at the Alamo at this point. 
And that's like men, women, and children. Like it's not just like yeah, soldiers. Right. And they're not like super well armed, you know. Right. So, have you ever played Risk? No, actually. Okay, so there's something in Risk. There's something in Risk that I call overkill. Okay. It's when someone's got like one or two dudes on a country, and you've got like thirty, and you like come in with all thirty, and it's like you're kind of just being a dick. Yeah. Statistically. You don't need all those guys. You know, you can leave some people in Western Europe, you don't know. You, isn't your strategy normally to be a dick, though, when you're playing yeah. Risk? No, 100%. Yeah. Um, 100% if you want to win. But, like, also, usually you're playing with your friends. You know, it's like, yeah. so Santa Ana's basically his entire thing with the Alamo is very, like, Risk to me. Because also, in Risk, sometimes, we'll get there, but he lost, like, a lot of people. To take one fort and then eventually lose the war. Right. So it's like sometimes, you know, when you're just being petty. Right. And you're just, like, taking that country because, like, they took Iceland from you. So, like, you're going to take them all and then you, like, lose a bunch of people. That's, like, that meme that went around a long time ago that was, like, um, when you hate someone, like, they can't do anything right. So it's, like, look at that bitch eating crackers. (laughs) Like, hilarious. A hundred percent. It's just, like, look at that bitch having the Alamo. Uh Let's take it. Mm -hmm. With 1,500 men to to maybe 200, probably closer to 180. Get them, boys. Yeah. I mean, it was overkill for sure. So (laughs) over a period of 10 days, the Mexican army attempted to seize the Alamo, which also kind of sounds like they're playing with their food. 10 days, you have 1,500 to less than 200 potentially. That's insane. That's... That is you being like, we're going to make you sweat it out, you know? I love it. So during the time, this time, Travis wrote multiple letters requesting help as they could tell. Like, they knew they were very outnumbered. And if you read these letters, I mean, the tone is just like, we're going to all die. We need help. It's been We're fun. all going to die. Yeah, like, can you, because you like, just put yourself in the mind space of like, you are in a fort. Like, you know what I mean? You can't even escape. You're surrounded by a Mexican army who's doing, like, who's playing with you, essentially. And you know, unless, like, that's what, one of the cool documentaries I saw. Because whenever, like, again, you see these documentaries all the time. Like, I think I saw four, like, a year, one year. Hmm. And it's like, the the theme is always, like, Travis and Bowie. And I I think one of them was injured. Hmm. I, th- I don't remember if it was um I don't remember if it was Travis or the other one who was injured, but one of them was like hurt and dying, oh and was like we need help, like we cannot do this, we need help, and it's just like the hopelessness and the but to the dying breath, they thought that reinforcements were coming. They really thought that they were gonna send, um they were gonna Says send troops. That. Yeah, and um so throughout the ten days, there were a lot of small battles. Um, with not that many casualties and the Texans the whole time were just hoping for reinforcements. They were like, we just got to fend them off until the reinforcements. We got to fend them off to the reinforcements. And finally, on the early morning of March 6th, the Mexican army had had enough and marched on the Alamo. Nice. Um, after successfully defending the Alamo for two attacks. So they successfully defended two attack waves of Mexican soldiers, which is pretty impressive. Nice. Um, the Mexican army breached the walls of the Alamo and everyone inside was executed. Um, and there were a couple of people who were told to go um, and tell the story or managed to escape. But basically every single person inside was killed. Like they took no prisoners, which was like a big deal. Um, like men, women, children, like everyone. Poor babies. Yeah. Um, 
So overall, they estimate somewhere between 182 to 257 Texans died at the Alamo, and around 600 Mexican soldiers were wounded or killed. So it's oh, like, wow. those are pretty... Well, because when you're on the defense, it's a lot, It's a lot. I feel like, easier to defend a fortress than it is to attack it. Like, yeah, you need better numbers. But still. But still. That's a, that was a lot. And so there's this funny, there's this cool folk tale... That they tell you every time. They tell you every time that I think it was Davy Crockett. I don't remember. One of them um, drew either Crockett or Bowie or Travis. Um, Maybe, you're right, maybe Davy Crockett isn't a real person. I could have sworn. Yeah, either James Bowie, Travis, or I'm pretty sure Crockett, like, drew a line in the sand. Like, the night before the big siege was coming. Because they had been able to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he, like, drew a line in the sand um, and he was like, anyone, like, anyone that doesn't want to die tomorrow, step over this line and leave. Like, we're all going to die tomorrow. Like, it's all, it's going to happen. Do you see how many people there are? They're not letting us live out of the goodness of their heart. Like, reinforcements aren't coming. Here's the line in the sand. You, if you're staying on this side, you're choosing to fight. And you're choosing to die. Oh, yeah. And according to legend, no one crossed the line. Wow. I know. Now, that probably didn't happen, but it's a fun story to tell. And you could see, <laughs> it's a fun story to tell, but you can see how, I mean, as a kid, I was like, oh, that's so cool. As an adult, I'm like, they probably really thought people were coming tomorrow. You know, they really thought probably people were coming yeah. the next day or it was going to, you know, the Mexican army was going to give up or something yeah. like that. You, you always hold out hope. Right. You never go into things thinking you're going to die. Absolutely. So the Alamo has since gone down in Texas history. And is the most popular tourist destination in the state of Texas, which is pretty impressive considering it's so huge. So now you're thinking, wow, I know Kristen still has four pages of notes left. What could these possibly be about? (laughs) Well, you want to hear about some ghosts? Yeah, I do. So you're asking, is the Alamo haunted? The short answer is yes. Mm. And the long answer is Hell yes. I can't wait. Super haunted. How could it not be? How many people died over a stretch of how many days in this traumatic and emotional and terrifying experience? A lot. So according to an anonymous user on Google, um, it made the 31 most haunted places in America and is the only place on that list from Texas. Nice. Um, So some like random guy just made like a 30 most haunted places in the world thing in, in America and, and the Alamo is one of them. Hmm. Okay. So the majority of the information I got for the actual history was from Wikipedia and the History Channel. Nice. Thank you. And the majority of the info I'm about to give you now is from a website called Ghost City Tours. Ooh. Um, and they do tours, like Alamo tours. So if you're ever in San Antonio, go check them out because they're a pretty cool company. Um, and they have a lot of good information. So the first sighting of a ghost was only days after the battle, which is like super creepy because I feel like you need more time to like make ghosts, but apparently like you don't. You would think that you would need more time to like really turn all of that resentment and anger and fear into like, well, or manifest that into a spirit energy. It's possible that these aren't ghosts. It's possible they're demons. We'll get there. So, Santa Ana was kind of worried that the building would be used as a rallying cry for the rest of the um, Texan army, and he was super right. Yeah. Um, and so he wanted it burnt down. He's like, this place got to go. I don't want all these people being like, remember the Alamo, blah, 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 burn it down. Show them we're mean boss. So, he tasked one of his generals um, with burning the place down. 
And of course, like any good general, um, he outsourced it to some troops to go do it. And um, they returned white-faced and terrified, claiming that six diablos, or devils, mm. stood at the gates of the Alamo with flaming swords blocking the entrance. Oh. Um, so naturally, um, they feared destroying the church and ran back to camp. Because it was a church at one time. Like, it was a mission. So they were like, uh-uh, we're not messing with this. No, we're not doing it. We're out. So when General Adon- Adondre... Adarde, I can't, I'm sorry, y'all. When he heard this, he laughed it off and he was like, oh, fine, I'll do it myself, you know, whatever, not Mm -hmm. a big deal. And then he too saw spirits with flames and was so terrified, he also went back to camp and left the Alamo, like, completely alone. He was like, I'm not doing it either. Screw that. There's Diablos there. So eventually the Alamo was annexed as part of Texas and became a complex for the U.S. Army in 1871. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they decided to demolish the old church. Again, reports of these ghost defenders of the Alamo um, caused that to end. Um, so they decided not to not to tear it down, which is kind of interesting because it's like even afterwards, like there's there these ghosts are still like defending the Alamo. Like they're never gonna let you tear it down. Which is like, you can awesome. kill everyone in it, but you're not gonna tear it down. Which the state of Texas I'm probably is pretty happy happened because so they're one of their most popular tourist sites and basically the main reason people go to San Antonio, I mean the Riverwalk is bomb. San Antonio is actually one of my favorite cities in Texas. I hear the food is actually really amazing. It's amazing. It's yeah. got really cool culture. Cause like not a lot. Of, I mean, like I love Texas, but the culture is really weird there. Like Houston's a really international city. There's not a whole lot of like Houston, Houston culture. Dallas is kind of whatever. They're their own thing. Austin, his whole thing is being weird, but people are kind of making it a little much now. But like San Antonio is like got history mm-hmm. and culture and depth, and it. it's a really cool place. Um, so I'm glad that those Diablos, I don't think they were devils. I think they were vengeful angels and they were protecting the Alamo. Hmm. So the Texas most common post. people. I like it. I mean, what can we say? You know, I'm serious. I like it. Um, so the most common ghosts are the, of course, the little boy, which I mean, could you imagine? No. I'd pee my pants. No, I cannot. Um, so one of the most seen ghosts is a little blonde boy. Now I ask you this, how could you tell he was blonde? <laughs> He's a ghost. <laughs> Isn't he see-through? That's a good question. I mean, I guess, like, you'd still see darkness on ghosts. I feel like maybe it's just, like, really, really low saturation. Like, when you, like, take the saturation out of yeah. the photo and it's not completely Like a black, black and, and white, white picture, you can see still the person was lighter here. Right. Okay. I'm still not buying it, but okay. <laughs> um, and he's mostly seen in the upper left window, which is not part of the gift shop. So, it's funny, when you go to the Alamo, I don't know if it's because a lot of it was destroyed or what, but, like, it is super underwhelming. It's kind of small. And so it's, like, old. It's super underwhelming. So I just, like, the image of, like, just, like, imagine this, like, historical landmark where, like, hundreds of people died. And, like, that's a gift shop. You know, it's, like, buy your Alamo pennies here or whatever that's the hell insane. you do. So, yeah, he's mostly seen um, in the window in the gift shop. And legend goes that the little boy managed to escape and lived, but his parents got caught in the Alamo and died. Um, They died in the siege. So his ghost comes back to look for them in the afterlife. Um, And he's most seen frequently during the month of February, which is when the Alamo like happened. So probably when he, his parents died. 
Okay. The second most common ghost is the Mexican soldier. So along the outer walls of the, of the Alamo, a Mexican soldier has been seen, like, walking the grounds, like, patrolling it almost. Um, and he is believed to be General Manuel Fernandez de Castillo, Casarion, um, who refused to lay siege to the Alamo. So legend has it that the general offered men who were surrendered to him protection, but Santa Ana was like, nah, bitch, we killing them all. So he were, so he was ordered the men executed. So um, Castrion refused, and Santa Ana murdered the men himself, almost killing the general out of, out of being so mad that um, okay. he wouldn't do what he said. So his ghost is such like pro- like monitor and like protect the Alamo. Wow. Because he didn't want to lay siege, because it was an unfair fight. I mean, it wasn't even... And they were like, you know, there were there were men, women, and children in there, yeah. like the little boy. So he was like, no, man, we're not doing this. Um, but he nah, was like, dog. nah, dog, we doing this. We got to tell these Texans who's boss. Um, and then this one is super messed up. And I'm sorry and ahead of the time, but I'm, listen, I just, re- I don't make up that, I don't make it up. I just report it, Can't you know? Um, so the next one is the father and son. There have been various reports over the years that have seen a man and a child up on the roof. They're always seen after sunrise, and as the image of the two becomes more clear, the man is seen wrapping his arms around um, the boy. Legend goes that in the final moments of um, of the battle, General Aldandre and some other soldiers glanced up and saw a tall, thin man with a small child in his arms leap off, leap off the parapet towards the back of the Alamo. But why? Because they didn't want to be gutted by I soldiers. Know, but still why? They would rather... It's like the people at 9-11 that, like, jumped off the building. Like, they didn't want to burn to death. Like, the people in the Titanic that just, like, drowned. Right. Put their kids to bed and... Just, like, like yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. So, um, it's said that you can see the father and his son jumping off the parapet even today that's really messed up so and there's like other just you know like general war fighting kind of nonsense you know like whenever you go to like a haunted battlefield or whatever messed up um so yeah that is the story of the alamo i did like it it's interesting. I mean, yeah. it's it's like, I feel like it's one of those things like people know about because you know, I feel like most people know, like, remember the Alamo or whatever, mm-hmm. but not everyone knows the story behind it and like why it was such a big deal and why it's still a big deal for the state of Texas because it's really that whole, um, that concept of like fighting for what you believe in and like you're going to stand up and you're not going to be, even if you, you know... Even though all those men and women died, they didn't die in vain because mm-hmm. they became the rallying cry for the rest of the Texas Revolution, which then led to ultimately winning. I think it's awesome. I, I really it. do. It's cool. I mean, it's, it's it was interesting for me to look up because, like, I know, kind of like your TRL, like, I know, mo- I know a lot yeah. of this stuff from just my memory of, like, growing up in Texas and having to watch these videos. And every school trip, we'd go to the Alamo, and, I mean, I've been there, like, probably five or six times and, um, you know, you don't really appreciate it until I feel like you're an adult and you really understand totally kind of that concept and, like, how scary it must have been. Like, you're looking down the barrel of a gun. Yeah. And I, it's, mm, it's not mm-mm. good. And then they all died. They're so brave. I know. Well, I think, honestly, at that point, they were just stuck. Like, yeah. I think, like, they were probably brave. They were brave. They were so brave. And then it's also this point of, like, well... 
this is what life can you now. do? Yeah, like what can you do? You can either yeah. cower in fear, or you can fight. And they fought. Mm. And they all died. Those poor baby angels. I know, but you know what? Now Texas is state, and they didn't die in vain. And that's that's the positive we Texas take away is from a this. State, you know. Texas is a you state. You can't say that about it. Listen, it is a state. I don't need your sass. Do you guys go around being like, the stars at night are big and bright. Is that how you guys Deep like? Deep in the heart of Texas. Is that like the pledge for you guys? We actually, I learned that when I was five years old. Nice. And I went home from school and I asked my mom if she learned um, deep in the heart of Texas when she was a little girl. And she said, oh, no, honey, I'm from Louisiana. We didn't learn. I'm not from Texas. And I literally said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my mom just, like, looked at me, like, oh my she gosh. tells this story to that day, and she's like, I just knew I created a monster. Like, I knew. That's so Like, cute. I was going to have problems. Because, yes, I, I do. That is our, that is, like, our unofficial theme song. Love it. I actually don't know what the official song of Texas is. Probably something like... Got that, my like, horse and barbecued oh, some I kind meat. of assumed it was like that. I'll put in a boot in your ass. Is the American way? Yeah, that's just what I think of. No, he definitely. Um... Oh, yep, Davy Crockett died at the Alamo. I was right. I'm pretty sure he's also just an American folk hero. He is. It says it literally says David Davy Crockett, a 19th century American folk hero, frontiersman, soldier, and politician. Wow. The more you know. The more you know. So, what are you obsessed with this week? Okay, this week I am obsessed with Bentley's Pet Stuff. It <laughs> is. Um, it's a is that even natural, a chain? Yeah, it's an all-natural pet store. Really? I actually learned about it via my sister who learned about it on The Prophet, the TV show. Okay. Um, yeah, I am obsessed. Do they have them in Illinois? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she goes to the one out in Maryland. I... Or DC, I guess. I go to the one here. There's <laughs> several of them within a very small radius of my home. Um, but no, we got Shadow, all sorts of stuff. They've got all these all natural and like organic treats and everything. So he's been um, really enjoying. We got him what cod skin, I think it Ugh. is, and then duck feet and um, cow hoofs, which I know all sound oh. disgusting, but they all. Um, a, I like it because all of the animals being put to use on, which yeah. I find very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but also they all serve like a different like health factor yeah. for for the shads. And then we also got him um, popcorn, like doggy microwave popcorn. It's like some sort of like cheese that pops in the microwave and they turn into these like really fluffy little kernels. So he's always begging for popcorn when me and Maddie are sitting have like a date night so we uh we got him his own Aww. and he's loving it and that's that well that's a good thing to be obsessed with yeah what are you obsessed with i'm obsessed with a movie that alex and i saw together called a quiet place oh gosh yes oh my gosh it was so mind-numbingly good it was it was so, it was really good it was so well done yeah. Like, I just, like, start to finish it. There was nothing I could find to complain about. Except there were a couple of plot holes that I would like. I would invite John Krasinski to explain to me. Would should he choose? Would one of them choose. be why or where they found an 
um, oxygen mask for a baby. One of them is just like wearing, if you haven't watched A Quiet Place, just like, we'll just turn this off right now and go. Because seriously, Chris Pratt's like freak out on Instagram is exactly accurate. Like just go, just go watch it. It is so good. Even if you don't like scary movies, yes, it is scary, but it's not even, it's not about that. This Honestly, movie is clearly not trying. This movie is trying to scare you by like telling a story, like yeah. a real story. It's like it's so good, but I just I need to. There's a couple things I need to understand. Like I need to know where the monsters came from. Okay, I also want to know why the monsters look so much like the monsters from Stranger Things. Oh, I see. I haven't seen the monster in Stranger Things yeah, yet. I thought they looked a lot like the Demogorgons or whatever they are. I just. But that's that was literally my only complaint. Also, it's not even a complaint. I don't even like Emily Blunt that much, but she killed it. She did so good. I totally agree. Maybe John Krasinski's gonna have to be all in her movies for me to like her because their relationship was so sweet. Also, um, two of the writers were from Iowa. I saw that. Shout out. I saw that. Shout I'm out amazed Hawkeyes. you didn't Iowa retweet City that. Hawkeyes. I'm amazed you didn't retweet that. Yeah, I know. She probably but now you will. know. The more you know. Knowledge is power. Go on. So, Iowa. yes. I'm obsessed with that movie. Everyone needs to see it. It's it was, so it was really good. good. Maddie doesn't like horror movies at all. He loved it, too. Really? Yeah. It's because it's not just a horror movie. It's like you're just, you're tense the whole time. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a thriller. Yeah. It's more like a thriller. It's like, it's like signs on steroids. It was, yeah. It had similar elements to signs, for yeah. sure. I loved it, too. I would also be super dead, because I can't be quiet for longer than 30 seconds. That's what Maddie said. He Bye. was like, um, well, Alex would be dead within the first 10 N- minutes. Not only just talking, but, like, just making noise. Yeah. I make so much noise. For sure. So I mean, constantly making noise. I know. I'm just a loud person. I am, too. But maybe, I mean, I guess... I guess if your survival hinged on it, but like, God, how many people had to die before they figured that out, you know? I am who I am, though, you know? Listen, I can't. I can't. Listen. Yeah. So yeah, that was what we're obsessed with. Um, we should probably tell you where you can find us on social media. Literally, when I brought it up, I thought to myself, oh, crap. Sure but didn't we're already, do that one. Listen, we're an hour in. We're too just, far in. Um, too far gone. So on Twitter and Instagram, it's at E for Effort Pod. On Facebook, it's at E for Effort and you can email us at e for effort. No, that's not right. You can email us at e for effort podcast at gmail.com. I was like, you're right. Yeah. Um, we would like to hear from you. We would. I mean, we think we're cool. We think you're cool. I mean, we're not going to hold our breath, but, but like, please. But like, please. Please. Puh. Please. 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 Please, 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 please. Where are we at the office or with the office? Oh, um, we got a Kevin Malone. Oh, what is this? Andy, what's Andy doing? Andy is talking about something. Ooh, Andy oh. and Aaron. Ooh, cute. Is this their wedding? I think this is the rehearsal dinner for the wedding. Yep, it's the rehearsal dinner for no. Pam and Jim's wedding. No, it's the actual. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Aw, and Pammer's pregnant. I know, so sweet. Whoa, we weren't even, we just started the season when we started watching. Yeah, we have an addiction. We, so. wow. Okay, well, I hope that was fun for everybody, too. <laughs> <laughs> Most of you guys don't listen all the way to the end anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Catch you the next time. Are we trending yet? I don't think so, but Greg's not here to tell us no, so, so we are.